Yo, what's good? This is the Steel Reeled in-house draft house podcast. I'm your fucking host, Petey Steel. I got three of my guests here. They're already laughing at me and shit. I don't know why, because they know I talk like this all the fucking time. Right, guys? That's true. It's true. Okay. So introduce yourselves. Tell everybody what's good, one by one. Hi, I'm Elena Torres. I'm a comic. I started doing comedy here in the D.C. area about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And Where'd you come from? I came from Mexico City. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I was doing Mexican telenovelas for Univision. Are you, actually are you serious? Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. For, <laughs> I did that, that for six years and was living between Mexico City and L.A. So she's got a dank fucking weird cover photo of the telenovela. That's why she won't follow me back. <laughs> I just have so many followers that I didn't notice. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm D. Ahmed. Uh, I've been doing comedy for like three years around the D.C. area. Grew up product of D.C., so it's pretty fun. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I'm a stand-up comic in D.C. Um, I live What's in the your city. last name for the crowd? Uh, Eddie Morrison. For the crowd. Yeah. Just as easily Eddie Smith. Eddie Smith Johnson. <laughs> Follow me at Eddie Johnston. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, um, Eddie Morrison doing stand up uh, for about three years, lived in the city, from the area too, from Falls Church, from like right down the street from D actually. So. Yeah, I'm in Arlington. We talk a lot of shit about Falls Church in Arlington. Yeah, it's because you guys are like all just, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, just say, you know, uh, cancellations have been kind of a bitch this week for guests, so I brought, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> PD scared the shit out of me, by the way. When I was, I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, what time's the show? Like, uh, what time are we recording?" And he's like, "8:30." And don't fucking do this to me. <laughs> I immediately thought you were gonna fucking yeah, murder me. Too many goddamn shows recently. I mean, I got this. Don't block the box. My other podcast, everything, and I'm just getting. I don't know what the summer's got everybody thinking. They just need to be by the pool. True. But there's a difference, though. We want to talk about one I had to cancel on you. That was because I literally just didn't book. I double booked. Oh, yeah. No, that was fine. I didn't care about that one. You cared a little bit. A little bit I cared. I was on the phone. I didn't care. I was on the phone expecting you to be like, oh, dude, no worries. And you were like, hmm, well, okay. And I was like, shit. I thought I was going to be able to just, you know. (laughs) Finesse this. Not finesse it. I mean, I I felt bad about it. But I was like, you were just kind of like, oh, all right. And I was like, shit. It's a producer. No, I apologize. No, it's, it's totally it's legitimate like, for you to be. But like to pay out money and people cancel. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking yeah. the language here, you know? But, um, I'm being Lorton, so. I brought these three here actually because they are relative to other performers somewhat newer on the DC scene. I mean, yeah. so in respects of like, I've been doing this almost six years. All of y'all got about, what, three? Two? Three. Like yeah. Just about three in August. And I actually got to see nice. all y'all except Elena do like some of your first sets. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you came up to me afterwards too. Yeah, the PD still freaking rare when you're new. Well, yeah, but also when you're new, it doesn't matter how good you do for the first like year. No one says anything to you. No one talks it, to you. You're kind of like do a the far away, the ten feet away. They'll look at you and they'll be like, okay. And then walk away without saying, yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the most you get. But yeah, you were nice enough to be like, hey, what's up? That was, you know, that was good. Yeah. Or, stick around, to like stick around at least. Yeah. Right? I mean, you were really point. nice to me when I was new. Yeah, well, I'm you, still very new. All you guys were good. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know, point myself as some kind of tastemaker or nothing. But the thing is, there's plenty of people that suck dong and start comedy. <laughs> but I want to quit the minute I see them go up there. I'm just sort of like, I want to be like a dick or nothing, but I'm just like, Got it. It's not for me to say, oh yeah, that's you, I'm going to dictate your life. And I've been wrong before, but when somebody's good and I spot it, I make it a point to be a boy scout and say, hey, come back, do sets here, there's good open mics here, maybe hop on one of my podcasts, things like that, just because it builds a scene. It makes me work, too. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, I always thought, like, you choose your sense of humor. I realize you don't, because you, like... Some of the randomest goddamn comics that are all over the goddamn spectrum. And I can't ever keep up with it. I'm like, hold on, you heard them do what bit? You like that? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Petey's always got a fucking finger on the pulse and everything. Well, I appreciate that. So what the hell are you talking about? Because I don't think of my guys that I like as typically all across the spectrum. 
spectrum. I would like to think of myself in that regard, and I think all comics should study a lot of them, but it generally, my favorites are the usual suspects. Oh, the, okay. uh, Bill Burr's, the Patrice O'Neill's, the Eddie Murphy's, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Joe Diaz. But Ed, you also, when you see people, I think, like, early on, you don't know, they, it doesn't matter, they don't really know who they are either. So you, you like somebody and they could change or be somebody else's. But it's easy to see that first, like, little... Like Kurt would say, but Shackleford would be like that. that little, <laughs> little, little, little spot. I don't know what it is. Little but, thing. You know, and, but you just okay. Yeah, they're they're funny. So and, I'll and give him a little. Stands I'll right give out him an because attaboy. you know, based on what he'll tell you, there's only thirty crushers in the entire DC area. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh man. For a guy with fucking Asperger's, it's not that bright, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he freaks me out every time I've worked with him. I hear he's a very nice guy, but I haven't worked with him that much. He's a nice guy, but you yeah. know, he's got his quirks. But he, if he likes you, he'll get you lots of time. Kurt is the nicest guy. He's the best guy. He's a very he's nice guy. Nice. Please book and me again. Fantastic. It's been a while. I will see you on Sunday. Very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just staying quiet, you know. If I could be like that, definitely not, because I have certain feelings about anything in particular. No, nope. just but please keep booking everyone and all of us. See, <laughs> um, I remember meeting you the first few times before you even started, and you were one of these guys that would come to watch the shows at the green room at the yeah. draft house and come up and tell me afterwards that Pete Brennan's, oh, yeah, I like your stuff, and I really want to do it. And I remember having that same con yeah. like six times, like, well, you just got to do it. And I, I honestly, after four or five, I was like, "This guy's never gonna fucking." Wait, you, do you <laughs> would go to DC? You go to Arlington? Arlington? Yeah, I would watch and I would try to figure out like how people were figuring out sets. It was like watching joke structure, yeah. and it was also watching like timing and like just little things. And I realized I couldn't get all of that from watching it on YouTube and like movies. So I wanted to see it from a different perspective, and seeing it live, I think, is the best way to learn. So I was just going as a fan, and then. My friends that would want to go and hang out on a Saturday night stopped wanting to go to that same open mic, and I kept on wanting to go. So I was watching the same comics, but I was seeing them tweak things and change it, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, like that's how you approach it. I just thought it was just kind of a daunting task to do it. That's why it took so long. Yeah, and, and now that you're done with the first sprint part of the comedy career, let's talk a little bit about the endurance part of the race. How many friends? I'd say it's a solid like 40, 55 percent, somewhere oh, in that. Shit. It's I a lot of 40, 55 people, and I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 40 to 55 percent of the people. No, Cause... not you, but anybody. I mean, that's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> no. See, I got lucky, and when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I started doing comedy, so yeah. I didn't have any friends that were local to lose. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also what's made it easier to get really deep into it really quickly. Yeah. I have, no, other than a husband, I have no. I mean, yeah. I just missed the destination <laughs> wedding of one of my best friends. He's like a political luminary and shit. Where? I've known him 20 years. It was down in Jamaica. Dude. And I just straight up said, nah, I got a show I got to fucking do. <laughs> and that's, that's dedication to me. Yeah. Because I've done every wedding in 36. I've done the fucking ones in Hawaii and in all the tropics. I've done the La Quinta Inn in fucking Springfield, <laughs> Illinois. It's, it's dedication, but, I mean, well, it depends on where it is or what you're... I, like, was all obsessed I mean I still am about like doing shows and like making sacrifices but I still put like a higher price I think that on like like a week like uh, like four days where I'll be skipping shows but like going to the beach or something like that where people are like oh man you gotta like work work and I was like I'm I mean I maybe I should be and maybe I'll miss and when you come back you feel like every good thing has happened to everybody but you yeah, yeah. everybody's <laughs> yeah. leveled up your best friend's headlining he's on Netflix and it's not but it's yeah. like you just but I don't know I think it's important a little bit I mean you get so the first two years was just like that's all I'm gonna do. This is my only life. I'm doing it, and then I yeah. was like, okay, I can't. I gotta. Maybe I gotta. Maybe see some water. Man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still good to like decompress and take a break from mics every once in a while because sometimes you really do have to sit down and write. Right. Like, well, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna like, say. You need to drop. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mister Crowdwork. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just like I don't know. Whenever I sit down to write, my brain's like, oh, you you want to? You got time? Go oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're gonna sit down and write? Yeah, right when now? I'm in traffic and it's all green lights and I have something else I need to focus on, it's like, yo, joke, bit, joke, joke, bit, premise, joke, bit, bit. And I'm just like, oh god. And then I'm like sitting there to write and there's nothing. It's like the most. 
Um, yeah, I can't sit and write. I've tried it so many fucking times. The only time I can do it is if I know I got something up here that happened in my life that hits like a ton of bricks. I know that uh, feeling when I fucking yeah. kill or Joe hit, and I'm like, that's going to be the next two minutes. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, I think it like comes in waves for me. Like when it, I'll be, have like a month where I can't write a goddamn joke or even a pun or anything. And then out of nowhere it hits, and then I really do have to just, like, I can't go to the mic. I have to write everything out. I have to say it out loud. Then I'll start editing, and then I'll edit for, like, a day or two. And then after that, then I'm finally ready to say it on stage. And it fucking sucks. And then I'm like, God damn it, why did I waste all that goddamn time? But, yeah. Yeah, I do, like, every month I have, like, Word documents for how much, right, you know. Yeah. May 2017, June 2017, and just, like, the randomest I try to look back because like May of this year I wrote a ton of jokes I don't know why that happened like nothing was particularly different then and then randomly in June like not that many write, joke write, joke writing uh-huh. happened it's just like just when inspiration exactly. hits you I guess are you like a pen and paper like guy still yeah okay anytime I do write and she can attest because actually we write together somewhat mm-hmm. frequently and yeah. even though I don't like to write, I don't know, I enjoy it, I bounce ideas off her, she gets it, I'm like a sick animal, and just <laughs> I accept I you, I accept you, I'm not doing this to like, you know, win a medal or something, this is like, I do pen and paper like right before, like, like before, if I'm sitting waiting to go up, I'll like write down shit, but it, it just, I lose it, like I just lost, someone stole my backpack, and I lost like a whole book of like, Stuff that I was writing right before. So I'd write everything in my phone, but it's not, like, written out. It's all, like, just... Because if I lose my phone, I'll have it. But do you find that hilarious? No, it's it's because, like, if that guy stole your, like, backpack, he probably thinks, like, oh you're a God. crazy person. He's yeah. just reading through... What is this, another dick joke story? I actually thought about that, and I was like, it was more, like, I had written out bits that I had been working on, so I know what they kind of were, so they were more fleshed out. There's some notebooks where if someone found them, they'd, like, call the police to be like, look, I stole this backpack. I'm admitting that. <laughs> yeah. but we gotta focus on the, the serious problem here. The guy <laughs> who I stole the backpack from. He he's needs gonna to bomb be stopped. a mosque yeah. and a synagogue today. Yeah. He, he, he just, I don't know why. That was the He said that. It was a sentence. I'm like, I was working on something. I don't know. It's so, so interesting, Eddie, though, because I can't see you in a sense not writing Way that, like, you, have, you pack so many words into like sentences yeah. and they turn into like run on. I have, but they're hilarious. They hit. Oh, I appreciate it. I have, I'm not saying I'm not one of those guys. I used to hate seeing those people like, oh man, I, just, I don't, I don't write, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just in my Jigger everybody man. always has something. And I'm like, you have there's a system. I, it's not like that at all. Like, I have the same premise worked on in 50 different places in my phone notes, like this, and there's a tag, and I lose, I'll lose tags for months. Which mm-hmm. is the main part of a joke, and someone be like, "Hey, what happened to that one?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that was the funniest part about the shit." Like, I just, it's too, there's too much, but I'll just, I like being more in the moment of it, and I'll add stuff, and then forget it. So it's not, it's not necessarily great, and I'm not saying that I just write on stage all the time, but it's. Mm. I like. I, don't know. I, I, I can't. Do, I'm like, I'm like you, Petey. You know that that's how we write together. I'm like scripted. Mm-hmm. I write everything word for word, and I memorize it. It's not like a bad. It's not that, necessarily no. bad. You, you have all your stuff consistently. You know how it's delivered. It's how it's set up. And I'll change stuff around so much that I'll add something. I'll forget something. I have no idea why something hits, and I'll change the rhythm of it. And suddenly, everything doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It's. I think it's more. It's more interesting to to me because I get bored if I do the same thing. But then a scenario come along that I need to do well, mm-hmm. and I don't really know if this particular version of the bit's going to be that. Great. So it's like a, sure. it's a plus or a minus. I feel like some people who are more rote and like, you know, they work on it. Yeah. They're, you know, more prepared mm-hmm. for opportunities that pop up. I like being prepared. I think like the one thing that's like, now that I'm doing longer sets, I always know all of my jokes, but I need like some word that'll like have an order to them. And I always write them on my hand now. And I, it's kind of driving me crazy because I'll have like someone take a picture and on the back of my hand, you could just see gibberish, but it does. It looks crazy. Oh, they had that. Someone did a still shot of uh, Jen Kirkman. Remember? Oh, yeah. you saw that? They had her, and she's making a gesture on her Netflix special, and she's going like this, and she's got like oh, no all way. of her words. It's just crazy because they have this. They have the technology where they have they can uh, blur it out. No, they don't really blur it out. No, I'm saying like if you're doing a stand-up special, it's not teleprompter. Like, it's just like a, a sentence. Yeah. Projected. For the oh, comic, the yeah. So you're doing your God. set, and you can have your set list 
Oh, wow. Oh, that's there, fucking you dope. you can watch it, and they also have, like, uh... Oh, I've seen that, because I remember a... going to a rap battle, actually, at the Fillmore that my buddy was in, and they did this whole deal where they said, all right, we're going to give you, like, a minute, and you have to incorporate these five words into a freestyle, and they put it up on some kind of, like, invisible type yeah. projector, and the shit was all up there, and I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> so, oh. but, like, but it was, like, it hung from out of the sky, like, nowhere. Or the the clock too. I opened here for Justin Wellman actually, he's a magician. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who was? Um, I remember at first I was just like, oh, like a magician. And then I you I watched. It was the first headliner where I sat in the audience and I watched the entire the first time and I was like really blown away. But he had everything. He had like a you know like a, a like you know stuff on stage just to help him know where he's at. You know what I mean? Like no mm-hmm. in terms of like timing and presentation. So it was like really just impressive. You yeah. need some watch. kind of mnemonic. My, I have my mnemonic in my head. It's just AC Ghost. And every letter of that thing is translatable to one word of, like, my joke. Yeah. The yeah. of the joke. And then I throw in, I have a couple, like, on a second tier that I can, like, plop in there. For different, wait, yeah. the same for each? For or longer just, things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very beautiful mind of you. <laughs> I've been trying to get better, actually, at, like, bringing something on stage with me because some people are like never have anything on stage I'm like no but first of all hey, it's not that big a deal second of all if you never have a list on stage no, I've seen when you do, do it that. you look so I never do I was always like never have a list on stage and then I did like a 25 minute set and I was like I want to know a couple things and I realized I am so un- I've never looked at it so I'm doing the set and I'm like yeah so anyway I, like some people just go like this and it's so nonchalant the audience doesn't notice yeah, yeah. But, but I got help because I was doing Nick Hopping's room and a light fell and almost killed somebody, so everybody freaked what out. What the hell? Yeah, so he like literally <laughs> caught it. It was this huge light that no he put longer. up. No, it, it, the restaurant closed the day after the show. It's not my fault. Because I was booked it, for the next week. This what light drops. I'm happened? on stage reaching for my list. It drops. He catches it, and then I go like this. And I was like, oh, God, look, Nick, you almost killed him. Man, this is really terrible. I'm just like pulling out my list. <laughs> like, anyway, I was like, all right, sweet, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it was like perfect, but it's really awkward if you don't do it enough. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, I think it definitely uh, does help, but it is one of those things where you gotta be very kind of ginger with it. You know? Yeah, and yeah. you can't you sparsely and everything. It. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's like a first aid kit, though. Sometimes if you have it there, you never need it. But right. fuck, or like a cop. Yeah, <laughs> and not even for like a big show, but like also, I think I should do it more for open mics just to have it there because I'll get. A joke I've been working on all day, and all I've been thinking of is that joke, and it's three minutes, and I finish it, and I'm like, oh, I still have time to work here. Do I have something else I want to work on? I could never remember, so if I just had something written, so I'm like, oh, okay, just using my time wisely, yeah. instead of just throwing in a bullshit, whatever. <laughs> sure. yeah, that's the only way that soap operas have been helpful for comedy, because they couldn't be more different, is that in soap you have to memorize so many scripts. So quickly. They're all the same, right? Yeah. You just like your memory is really—it's just—it's a tool, right? It's a muscle. Mm -hmm. If you work it out, you can just memorize stuff. So I've got it now, where if I write my joke like a script, I can look at it a couple times, and because I have these ways that I've trained myself. You watch soaps now? Never. (laughs) Never have. Never have. Didn't before. Barely did during. So how long did you do that for? Six years, you said. Six years. Jesus, it's crazy. I kind of want to tune in now just to sort of see with all the like new shit in the world, transgender people and shit like that. <laughs> that's not new. No, one has it been accepted. Oh, it should be, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. listen, man, there's this new thing. Like, I wonder what progress has done for soap opera. I probably made it. With progress. There's got to be some dramatic scenes where, like, Brian's a woman now, and it's like, nee. yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like actually we need that the entire time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> As the world turns. <laughs> I used to watch. I remember I used to watch General Hospital because my sisters would have it on when I got home from school, yeah. and there was nothing else. I wasn't allowed to watch because they had to control the remote. I remember sitting there just getting into it. And one day, I remember I met like some girl somewhere else. And I was just like, yeah, well, I don't know where the hell Jason gets off. He thinks he can just steal Samantha. And he thinks <laughs> And like, she didn't know if I was like, is he like gay? Or what? But she was like, I had like an in. We just argued about That's general right. hospital. Listen, he is better. <laughs> He's a dog. Yeah. He's better than that. And yeah. he doesn't even know that's his cousin. Oh, Are you there, God? I don't think. It's me, Eddie's sister. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Yeah. Um, 
So what about OJ? He's out. What's he gonna do to you? Fucking uh, wild. I'm blonde too, so I'm actually. If he, <laughs> I think he might mess up again. Well. Oh yeah. I mean, once you're like in the system, I mean, what is it like? A six month like turnover before you eventually get back in? Generally speaking. Yeah, but he's not. This no. is this is more outlying in terms of non, like. In terms of unique situations, this is its own. It's OJ. It's so different in so I have many ways. No idea yeah, what to I expect. Think, I think he's probably. You'll probably hear about some weird stuff of like him. But he's not gonna get like, picked like, up. Florida, he's gonna be he's going back to He's gonna be on E in like a fucking month and a half after he gets out, and he's basically yeah, gonna have like a fucking Kardashian we, situation. I don't know though, Joe. Like My he got caught story. jerking <laughs> off in his cell like two days ago by a female corrections officer right before parole. Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, it was supposed to be a factor. I thought it was a bullshit article when I seen it on Facebook, and it was a goofy site. But then I checked it out, and it was actually on like the Guardian or the Daily Mail or one of those like, <laughs> wow. legit sites. And they said it could affect us. But I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like two yeah. days before, like, can't you hold it? He's nervous, man. It's parole. <laughs> you got a big show. You got to rub one out. You got to rub one out. You got to just jack it. I've been for a late bit. to big shows before. They're like, what? Well, I told you to be on time. I was like, well, you want me to be nervous? You want me to and I couldn't get it up because I was nervous. There's That's a, a part cycle. of the creative process, <laughs> you know? Something I learned about OJ, he is anticipated to have something like $5 million in his fucking retirement account from the Screen Actors Guild that he's been amassing while he's been away. Yeah, but he still has to pay. Doesn't he still Taxes. owe that family tons of money? Or did he avoid it because he moved to Florida? He, he, the civil suit that he lost to the family of uh, the Simpsons? The Goldens? Uh, the Goldens? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he got out of paying that because he's a fucking scumbag. Whatever you yeah. believe, but did like, did he get out of it? He I, did. I think he did. He moved to Florida and he avoided paying a, like a, like a, dirt, a certain sum of money. And I know that wherever he was, he didn't have any money because he was broke. But like anything that he would make would go to the family, so he yeah. moved. Yeah. I'm sure there's an extensive with pie charts. Like, <laughs> where is OJ's money? How much does he owe? No, what can happen? The article I read on CNN didn't mention any of that. They just told me five million is retirement from the Screen Actors Guild and then also they don't know the NFL has declined comment but they said something like 100000 a year Fucking for a pension five, from the NFL from the he's getting, No, dead serious. He's getting they paid for... Yeah, naked Gun? Naked Gun movies? That's fucking insane. No, you make residuals off of... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, they get smaller and smaller, but like you get, like, checks. Well, yeah. I wonder if he got a check for the footage of the commercial that was on the ESPN documentary that did so well. That's, that's like interesting. out everywhere. You know what I mean? Lena, were you yeah, on air talent, like, for... As an actress, yeah. Do you get, like, actual, like... Hold on, do you, you get, like, residuals s- from that or anything? Yeah, Holy fuck! Do you want to do stand-up? Well, <laughs> that just doesn't add up. I fell what in love you- with a guy from Washington, D.C. Fantastic. We did long distance for a while. Awesome dude, by the way. Uh, very I've met guy. him a handful of times, but I've never met Josh like a, a, he's a, like a legitimate. Very nice and I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I'm sure yeah, you yeah. know that. But he's just. If you're gonna interrupt and talk about how great my husband is. He's just a cool he's dude. Just super he's just nice super guy. nice. He's also like you know someone that's like you know you you're doing a new thing. There's a predominantly like dudes around here, whatever. Like he's just like very a lot of boyfriends will be like. What's up? What's up? He's just like, dude, you guys are great. Like, he'll watch a set, like, great set, and then yeah. he's over there supporting you. He's out it all the time. It freaks me out that he remembered my jokes, like, he's after a month secure. of not seeing him. Yeah. And it, like, makes it's very respect, like, the way a how, like, feel secure it is. Bad when he finds out we've been screwing him. <laughs> 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 Whereas Petey is a piece of shit, so it's very up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's a good dude. But you were yeah, saying, he is, so. He's a great guy. I say that, you know, he's, he calls himself comedy manager by night. No, oh, like, that's good. Like, that's good. About that's good. This. But, yeah, so we fell in love, and then, you know, I kind of fell into the whole telenovela thing. I was an actress, and I couldn't find work, and then I did one show, because they only run for one season. Yeah. So I went from shit, but the first one I did, my part was small, but the show was really it was a huge hit. So I got Holy this career shit. out of it. So, but I knew I didn't want to do it for my whole life. So when I met, you know, I always really loved comedy, but I was, like, too scared to try it, and, you know, other stuff happened, and so I met my husband, and I knew I wanted to get out of telenovelas eventually. Yeah. And so when I moved here, and it was, like, the perfect place. I'm trying to get into telenovelas, so we got to wrap about it. Dude. (laughs) 
It's hard on guys. No, is really, there like, a lot is there of like diet, a... exercise involved, a lot of like shirtless scenes and hey, oiled up. Hey, I'm on my way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's filmed? Great. Yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> Just casually keeping ultra. it right on the side. Do they have them straight up for dudes like fellow novellas or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called pro wrestling oh, in like yeah. Mexico. Uh, have, you, have you ever watched yeah, I was. In, I lived in I mean, Spain a year, and I okay. lived with a senora that was like sixty, whatever. She cooked for me, all that, cleaned my clothes, and every night, kind of the price I had to pay to sit there and watch these fucking telenovelas she paid from earlier on in the daytime. Um, and, and then they helped learn language. Hey, yo, the girls. Woo! That's right. They have that forgotten. That's right. It's like Danny Myers, the battle rapper, said. He said, I'll punch you 70 times and be hella wounds, bro. He won't understand these bad bitches like Telemundo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they're on. Well, they are on Telemundo. Univision. <laughs> That's fucking yeah, Univision. Univision is the competition. Univision is the bigger one. And everything for Univision gets filmed in Mexico City. Yeah. No, there's some stuff in my No, but it's fucking glorious. The women are hot. They all look white. I mean, yo. Oh, never change, Petey. Never no, fucking no, change. So, yeah. so back to a lighter subject. Um, let's see. Suicide. Somebody died today. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The Chester. lead singer oh, from Linkin Park. Yeah. 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 So, bummer. When something like that happens, you know, I felt bad, but I also kind of scanned Facebook, looked at my news feed, kind of being like... It's always a little shocking, right? How much that one person affects so many different people. Yeah. And you're like, you listen to Linkin Park? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, man. I like, got me I, remember, I, I mean, like, it's not a popular opinion to hold, but it's like, I still admit that, like, Sublime is one of my favorite bands, and people, like, give me shit about it. I like Linkin Park. I only listen to it. I mean, it wasn't, like, the cool... Like, it was... Fine, and then it was like, oh, you like Linkin Park? I was like, yeah, dude, that one Hybrid Theory, that album, like, yeah, it's that like was the coolest a... thing in the world. All my hipster, like, punk friends would be like, are you fucking? I'm like, fuck yeah, I liked it. One yeah. step like, I'll still put it in a Blink 2 CD. Like, I enjoyed it. Now, when he died, I didn't have any emotional. I mean, it's like sad for yeah. people that cared about him, but I was. I mean, if you have somebody who really speaks to you, I don't know, music is weird because you can separate. And he wasn't making music, so it's like you have the album still. But if it's like someone, like, if, uh, God forbid, like, Bill Murray died or like Alec Ball like those guys like I don't know just their appearances or what I like their they're entertaining it's not like a you can see them like live but like him I never well saw as much I never there's no it doesn't affect your day to day yeah well it definitely didn't affect but, mine because I couldn't remember one of their fucking songs even. Yeah. I know they're like huge and people ripped on them all the time but I think I must have, like, heard some of it because I love music and just not have been, like, affected by it. So I was yeah. kind of like, all right, I just let it go. But I, I don't not see you liking them. So yeah. it's, it's okay. No, maybe so Fort Minor. I mean, they had, like, they spliced oh, yeah. off to Fort Minor and I they were like. Them. Shinoda, yeah, you know, Mike Shinoda. Yeah, Mike Shinoda. He was like, solid. rappers. Like, yeah. Apathy is yeah. self-titled. Yeah. Like, right, I like, right. you know. But I was kind of, you know what's interesting? When somebody like that who's, like, a huge star but then there's a vast like contrast of opinions based on whether their music was good or you know like people get weird so like they'll say like you get the r.i.p cats and you get the people Lincoln pork suck then you get the people that are like hey man those people that are saying Lincoln pork suck man on this day fucking dicks man you know it's a formula at this point like when i watch a news story it's literally depending on what it is you can put it in a different category if it's famous person dies of a questionable band it's literally what you said it's a joke about them sincerity a joke making fun of sincerity (laughs) a meta joke involving the sincerity and the people that hated them all together and literally it happens within nine hours i'm going through i'm like all right, oh, we're starting into the meta mix. Yeah. The people making the post. Okay, now, That's very and then true. in like a week, someone will tie it back to something current, and then I'm just like, I gotta get the fuck off this website. Yeah. Because yeah. I, it, and it's just kind of, it just turns into this like churn of like, oh. uh, it's not, you find gold, gems. I wish there was a way to like highlight not just a shared post that's a lot, but like something creative. Yeah, but yeah, besides yeah. that, it's basically like, like, especially people this saying age. that, like, oh, OJ already killed somebody because it was just a timely juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. I heard one of those jokes on yeah. Facebook, yeah. and I was just like, yeah. I saw, like, the reactions, and some people were like, they were adding on to it, and you could tell it was, like, a bit of a group think, like, sort of hive mind, like, sort of opinion, mm-hmm. and it was just a bunch of comics, and then there was always that one that's just like, I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> 
don't fucking talk about it. And I'm like, oh my god, why are you on Facebook? Even just if you feeding are the sadness about it for real, that's fine. But like, I, I just don't see anybody who's actually saying they're crying about it. Why would they post that if not for some kind of like attention? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're living in like life at this point in our, our age of being a little bit older, I guess. It's like we're walking through a landmine field of, like, celebrities passing away. And it's trying to figure out, like, how to deal with it. And in some ways, you want to act like you're going to be really apathetic. And you're like, oh, my God, this fucking sucks. This is part of my childhood. This is terrible. And another part is like, well, I don't know that guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's like well, when people feel Prince dies, you're just like, that's really Dude. sad. But I'm also like. Dude. I cried for that. Okay. Well, maybe that's. I'll maybe. Maybe that's, I, that's a universal. Like okay, we finally so hit PD's edge. thing though. So, <laughs> like, if it was Prodigy, it was the same uh, fucking yeah, thing. I didn't cry. I, I, you know, but I was like, wow. The first thing that crossed my head was sickle cell, though. But that's what he does, you know. Oh, yeah. Tim Miller. In the Tim house. Miller just casually walking by, <laughs> looking He's around, putting it like, together. <laughs> Shirtless Tim Miller. God damn it. <laughs> Look at him. Tim, Giant you got balls. just. Really? Off screen. The third camera. The second camera. It's just two. We said that we could oh. eBay it. We eBay. It. Those are your yeah. cameras. And I think that's how we're actually getting paid. So let's get back to suicide. Figures, yeah. We're going through really difficult points. People you know, horrible, shit. Yeah, pe- horrible people shit. That if it was a person you knew in your life, your reaction would be totally different yeah. than, you know, well, oh, this is a great opportunity to make a joke on Facebook or do this because celebrities are somehow viewed as like this other thing. Yeah, that's and I true. And you can even, like, it's kind of scary in what we do, right? Because there's, you know, you know we could all be celebrities someday you know yeah. what I mean and people you even see nah. people like talk to you after shows they talk to you differently yeah they do they that is true that is yeah. so that so freaks true. me out yeah and imagine that on such a huge Eddie's scale skeptical <laughs> people don't yeah. act a little differently no. around and you at all your day, if you have that on your daily life like you don't know who you can trust well maybe more oh, yeah, for Atlanta but only factor I know it especially when I host a show because you, you, you feel like well I'll host a show but people will come in later so I'll tell someone to shut up or shush, and they'll look at me with this like attitude, and because they didn't, they got there later, so they don't know I'm part of the show. And then I'll get up on stage, come back, and they're just like, "Oh damn, oh. Yeah. dude, I'm no, but it's a it's an open mic, like it is. I don't matter at all. But for some reason, even like a, they're just like, "Oh, he's like, in charge on the show." I'm like, "Yeah, I could have signed up for all you know." Shit, sometimes at Arlington it was, "Who wants to host?" And I'd be like, "No, I mean, yeah, like, all right, yeah." But um, yeah, people treat you differently, I guess, and yeah, then dude, compound I mean, it. With you've all had super the experience fame. you walk down the street and some guy recognizes you and like yeah. remembers your joke even and shit. And on the one hand, you're like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Like, it's yeah. almost like a level. But then on the other hand, you know, it happens enough and you're like, ugh, this is fucking annoying. Like, how many people is he going to tell I told that sick fucking joke to? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always a crap. It's always like, dude, you did that one joke. I was like, that's what you liked? That's what, what you remember. You? Don't tell any of your hot friends. I mean, it's like the same thing about like you reveal a little bit more about yourself in stand up, and then a lot of people immediately think they know a lot about you. Yeah. And since they do, that whole barrier of being like a stranger goes away. So they yeah. want to talk to you and they want to reference all these different things. And I'm like, thank you, but no, okay. I don't want to fucking talk to you. Yeah, and like, like last night, I told, I told jokes about. Oh, yeah. I know that joke. It's a funny joke. And my mother in law came to the show and brought like 14 of her. (laughs) (laughs) This should be a joke already. (laughs) But they said, because I told that joke, they all came up to me after and started telling me about like their sex lives with their husbands. 
because they thought we were like cool like Honey, that. And I was like, so I don't, true. I, it's like, yeah. so true. One of them was telling me how she had a Skittles bikini one time. <laughs> and one was like, after 40, I stopped faking orgasms. Yeah. So I was like, I, ha- I didn't even say anything yet. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I said, that was a joke. What do you do like, when you stop hit. faking orgasm? You just don't say nothing? Yeah, like, stop, and you're like, get it done, dude. Do it right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes some sense. <laughs> <actually. laughs> no, I like the faked orgasm, though. It's, it's not totally all bad it, sometimes, no, I feel like. Bad. No, because even a it little bit. It helps your ego. It helps your, I found out, like, I was thinking about it, if it helps your ego, like, even if it never happens, if, it, if you kind of think that you're the man, you will probably maybe do a little bit better or whatever. And if it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm never going to lie about it, it's like, all right, but then I'm going to get developed. Like, not me, but, like, one will develop, like, a complex. I'm not saying it's a woman's responsibility a to have a man step builder. up. But there's an interesting no, I agree with shit you. going no, on there. Like he needs to step up. But yeah. also, if you're yeah. just hitting over the head, nope, I didn't come. Didn't come this time. Oh, yeah. it's Tuesday. What happened? <laughs> didn't come. Actually, right, cool. the guy's going to fucking retreat like a turtle. He'll just be like, you know, I can't do nothing. <laughs> a, a, a small turtle. Yeah, and sometimes small, no. you don't want to be that person like, I literally. Like, I don't want to be the one who's like bored on it. Day. So you're just yeah. like, let's just get it done, yeah. and I'll pretend yeah. and it'll seem great, and we'll just move on. I was on. sitting there. Yeah. I <laughs> like, girl look, man, we're tapping out. Yeah. Oh, good. I did my business, and then you know she hadn't you know gotten her cookies yet or whatever, and we're kind of lying there, <laughs> and we start hooking up again, and she's like, okay, you ready? Is it like back up yet? You know? And then she's just like, think about something else, like in my ear and stuff. It was like talking to a psychologist, but I was kind of like. <laughs> Alright, I was like, my performance is rated already like a 40%, so now, like, but she's still willing to go with it, so this could be like a 75 day, if I get it this time, and god damn it, she got it, and that was that. There you go. And yeah, then man. right after, and I knew she wasn't bullshitting, because then right after, when we went a third time, she was just like, <laughs> she was like, well, in my ear, I would have been like, can I, can I, can I, can I stop and go to sleep, please? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's Three. what I did. I, I need to first, stretch. But... <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't had one of those like good like sex conquests in a long time where you like drive way out to fucking light my fart, Virginia, and do oh your God. business, and then fucking get in the car and you got that like painful feeling. I've been to that city before. Light my fart. Nuts from having busted a couple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real. Yeah, you're smoking a cigarette, you got HUR on full blast, you know, you're listening like, <laughs> this This isn't a person that exists, Some right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the pictures afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> this, shit is real. this isn't a graphic novel, but I believe that you could be it. Yeah. <laughs> but but then you get home and you wake up the next morning and you're like, fuck, I'm not going to drive up and rest him again. That was I. I look at, you look at online dating, you're just like, uh, I'm like Arlington, I'm like, oh. Mm. Even like yeah, like Northwest, I'm like Van Ness. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to say that they're gonna even match, but I've noticed that heights? that's how lazy. But oh. then I see like Eighth Street, and then you see what it is. You're like, oh, it's gonna be a dude. You're like, ah, oh, let's just hang out. Like, <laughs> she's just close geographically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. You've met a, you've met a fucking male playmate on uh, Tinder, <laughs> on Bumble. Is he coming to me? Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I got a prostate? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not. Well, who is? Didn't you have a bit about that? Everybody's gay. What? <laughs> no, that was Steven. That was Steven Chen's, I think. He said, dude, it's 2017. If you're not gay, you're in the closet. And that was That's one of my favorite. I was like, that's, I like it. It's kind of offensive to people that are gay and not in the closet. But yeah, but, but it does make sense. Everyone's on the spectrum. So, Kinsey scale, I believe it's called, right? What are the goals you guys got coming up? Goals or shows or whatever. Is there any shit in the works? I mean, good artists, I think, have kind of a smorgasbord. So it isn't just like doing stand-up. It's like, all right, we're working on 30 Minutes. Are yeah. we a sketch show? Are we fucking writing a screenplay? You know, are we, what are we doing? Hmm. I'm a bad artist, so... Uh... Nothing. No, I'm kidding. I have a lot of goals. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, this could go on. But, you know, first, I mean, there's, like, performance goals. You know, like, like I said, I'm pretty new, so there's certain places I want to get past to be able to perform more. You know, so that's the goal. You know, always writing more. I've got 20 good minutes now. I'd like to... My original goal when I started was to have an hour of good material written in a year. But right, that right. 
to have them happen. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to have... Mine was just have seven minutes. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Oh, yeah. I think, like... Like last year, it was to do five festivals. It was to start my own show, and it was to be on like three specific shows that I was fans of, and the, like doing all those shows. And I got all of them last year, so I was kind of like proud of myself. But now it's like, well, what's next? I want to make sure my show goes to other places, and I want to take it on the road at least at least once. I want to go on tour with someone, which I'm doing now, and then trying to figure out if I can actually craft a good 30 and then a killer 20 that I could intern John with hot 99.5 it was fun I mean they sent me to Louisville they sent me to Tampa and then that you've already are you down you I already did those yeah and we fun fucking time Baltimore was the best it was last week and that was like 600 people it was the first time I've ever so this guy's from, from the Kane Show, right? Yeah. Okay, now is the Kane Show syndicated in a bunch of markets that they're sending them to all these places? Yes. I thought it was just a local thing here on 99. No, it's pretty much all over the East Coast, and they were talking... Oh, and it's the it's, reason why, because it's like, that's why there's the death of the radio station, because they're syndicated after Clinton killed the FCC, uh, and then it's just destroying radio as we know. Radio. It's not his fault. Yeah, exactly. It's not anybody, it's not their DJ's fault, but it's... Uh, oh, like, he's one of the main people on it, and he was like, yeah, I want to do a show for this nonprofit called Fisher House, and it was like, yeah, it sounds like something admirable. I'd be down to like be a part of it, but the first show went so well that he was like, we got to keep going. So then it was like, okay, we're gonna go to X, Y, and Z, and that might happen. And then there's a six month break of nothing happening, and now everything's like picking back up again. So trying to figure, yeah, yeah, exactly, and trying to figure out what's gonna happen with that next. I mean, I I just want to keep hosting for people at the Draft House and in, like, D.C. Draft House, and I want to be back on the improv and try to actually get into, like, Kumite and, like, all the other little fun shows that I haven't well, been on. Tanaka. Yeah. <laughs> Kumite is fun. Yeah, it seems dope. I want to be on all that, and... Pretty much, so I want every Ross gets to go second like every time, which is why <laughs> I don't want to get into it. But didn't Ross like, like win that one? Yeah, he won. He oh. brings it up subtly like every chance. It's hilarious. He's like winning Kumite so, I mean, is not that big of a deal. Was the yeah, it was pretty good. He, I mean, he killed, he murdered it. Him versus Frankie was epic. I've oh. never been invited. Oh, well, I want that. That's just but one of the goals. It's not one of my goals. So, <laughs> what are your goals, Petey? I don't know. We finished with D yet? My oh, bad. Not. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, no, this is good. My goals, so I'm gonna be headlining the cellar door in November. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Sure I got the hard 45 minutes for that. And, um, don't get high before you gotta drive back, though. Yeah, nah. I, don't <laughs> touch I know. So I know. Be all good. Um, I mean, it, I'm ex I expect it to be an excellent set. So I will be kind of high on something. What's that? Uh, 45? 45 mm -hmm. minutes. I've seen someone do it only, and they only did like 27. Yeah. And I was like, Yikes. really? Yeah. And you got to headline. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you shouldn't have headlined. Yeah. God damn you. I want to tape it, though, and, you know, sell it CD-wise, get it out there. And oh, that'd be good. Shop it on the road and shit like that. Yeah, man. It'd be solid. Going around and just keep doing these podcasts and doing the shit here that needs to get done so this gets established as a, you know, premier EC club and yeah. all of that shit. It's getting, it's getting, it's, things are picking up. Yeah, it's man. getting fun. It's been a hell of a scene, a hell of a last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, those are my basic goals. And I want to ask you about goals particularly. Now, you already gave me all your fucking goals. But the thing is... Um, as a former college wrestler, D1, <laughs> yeah. how does that, is there any similarities to this shit from that? Uh, I think we talked about this before. The, we have. The only thing, like, that I can think of that would equate from, like, being, like, a college athlete and then doing comedy is that you learn how to lose. And, like, you learn how to, like, it's short-term memory. All right, I lost, whatever. I got my butt kicked on stage. All right, whatever, moving on. Trying to figure out what could I improve on and stuff. But, like, you become, like, over-analytical and then you stop being in the moment. That's the difference between sports and, like, arts in general. So I like when it's actually just, like, an artistic sort of thing where there's, like, fluidity between what you actually say and what you mean and, like, stage presence, levels, all that other stuff. That's fun. And wrestling, it's like a chess match. Right. Like, it's like if I do X, Y, and Z, 
A, B, and C will probably happen. And that's basically the way you think about it. I feel like comedy eventually, um, when you get to a certain level, slowly becomes a chess match, too. A little yeah. bit. Like, when it's the guys that have enough control over, like, their situation, they've seen enough audiences, they're like, all right, I've seen this before. I know what this is going to do. I know what this is. Obviously, they, at times, they still cannot predict it, but that's eventually you're slowly getting more and more in control of any situation. Yeah, I mean, there's preparation that goes into it. I mean, that's that's the obvious that comes with stand-up, but if there's that much preparation, there isn't that opportunity for, like... I'm talking about, like, 10, 15, 20 years of doing stand-up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, like you experience. do anything long enough, you'll eventually find cycles and patterns yeah. or whatever. It gets to be kind of unconscious after a while. Which I think is kind of good, but then it can be bad because you can like create blind spots for yourself by getting into bad habits. Or things Damn, plateauing is the scariest goddamn thing. It might take you a couple of years to realize some things, like if you approach the mic and be like, "What are you doing?" or something, you know, is a stupid thing to do in the middle of a fucking show. But you know how many people do that every night? Like, hey guys, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit is so fucking corny. I do it. That's Still. just one. But like, I don't know. But then the good part is, I'll see a crowd and I'll start kind of breaking them down based on what types of jokes they laughed at before I came up and what yeah. I have in my arsenal that might appease that, or if I can push it with these motherfuckers. Is that crowd in the back really cool about some filthy stuff, or you know, do I gotta clean it a little bit or whatever? Maybe focus on habitual stuff. I've kind of actually, well, I had, uh, like, just the other day, I had, like, a, a good set, and then I did another show, and the audience was kind of, like, cooling off, and I just remember being kind of like, oh, man, this isn't as fun. I just had a bad attitude, and it kind of fed off, and I've had a couple sets where I didn't see the audience. I was outside, whatever, and I had to go up like that. I didn't know who was in there, how big it was, whatever, but I just had to go up totally, like, blind, and it actually sometimes, sometimes will lead to just a more honest set, so... Like, I could have something that I, I'm going to do this, and it's going to work if it's going to work. But if I had seen it and kind of prepped, like, I wouldn't even be able to do that, because I would have been, like, in my own. I would have been, like, pandering. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't have to. Like, I like to listen to them and stuff. I've been trying to recently experiment with just being like, what if I didn't know about anything? Like, what would happen then? Mm-hmm. You know, just to just to kind of see what, what happens versus, like, because you know how sometimes you do that where, like, I, I used to do that when there's, like, an older crowd, and I'd be all, like, worried. Mm-hmm. And, like, are they going to get... But sometimes... If you have the confidence to deliver the jokes, the older crowds will laugh at it too, but it's, yeah. I would get in my head about it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, mm-hmm. what else is next? Plug your shit, because I think everybody's kind of run out of stuff. To oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something you want to ask me. Ask your host, Petey Steele, <coughs> the latest segment of the Steel Reel. I just invented it right fucking now. <laughs> Anything you want to know, right. this guest going to Where's hip hop in your life going to come? What, what's 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 the story with P D Steel and and hip hop? And is it is it still a thing? You obviously have an encyclopedic knowledge of the genre uh, that I look at it and I'm like I have no idea who the hell any of these people are. I'm gonna stay the hell away from this Facebook feed. I'm actually just gonna turn off Facebook. I'm gonna say something embarrassing. Like I can't believe you so, white people like me. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And I just like to post a picture of me hanging out with Petey. Uh, <laughs> then you get so street cred. But like, yeah, I know you used to do, you know, that was something you used battle to do. Raps. So what's, uh, you got any plans rap. to get back into anything or from a different? I did yeah. battle rap, yeah. Uh, you act like that's just nuts. Um, I plan to do some more of that eventually in one of these Baltimore leagues or, you know, any of the they have leagues. ones. They have leagues all across the country. It's a league, yeah. like a league, like, like they have like a so, like, regular season? Uh, you could look at it that way because they have events that are big card things that are like, they cost hundreds of dollars to attend. Like you get a VIP ticket for 200 bucks and you get an all day thing. What kind of a venue? Um, like Webster Hall. It's a Fillmore? The Fillmore's had it, right? What? I did the one there with my buddy Flex. I brought him out on the stage in a wheelchair with like a fake prop kind of thing. <laughs> and then um, they have them, you know, out in LA and Oakland and all in Canada. There's a Canadian league called Canada Dot. It's fucking phenomenal That's out nice. in Toronto. And they get guys, and it's interesting because sometimes like 
guys who are really good but have like criminal records in the United States can't go and compete over in Canada because they can't cross the border. Yeah. And shit like that. And that becomes a problem. Like people are like, man, you ducking. And they're like, no, man, I just can't go and get that chance. I got warrants, I got man. Warrant out or I got <laughs> yeah. something like that. But it's become a thing where every major city in the United States has some kind of battle rap league, if not two. Um, and maybe there's a handful of people from each one that are worth a damn. And then, like, the big guys, and it's kind of like comedy in a sense. Like, the big guys, every now and then, will browse YouTube and look for, like, you know, regional standouts or something and see footage of a battle. And then they'll say, because this happened to And just buddy. pluck and somebody? Say, yeah, boom, this is the guy. So let's bring him to King of the Dot. I'll get him a battle on the undercard. My buddy got this. He had this happen to him after one really incredible battle. But then he went out to Oakland and he got three O's. It's three rounds. So he mm-hmm. got body bagged. And then that kind of threw him back. But then uh, just kill him if you but then he has to go back and work harder. <laughs> and I was making, yeah, like oh, a dog. Oh, like, no. Then they just fucking they murder. All right, like man, do good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, all right, man, you really want to try it? Everyone here's a winner, literally, because the losers are dead, so. But, yeah, so then he got back and went to some English leagues, you know, and got his weight back up, so I don't know when he's going to have another, like, dot run, or there's two big leagues, King of the Dot and then Smack, and then every year they have a couple events, and there's, like, Summer Madness, there's, like, the night of the main event, so you could say, like, Every season they have some kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so I want to do something like that. I don't anticipate going to the top because I got too much on the comedy plate to like put the work in and it's become fun like, to... some fucking animal. But it, at the same time, even watching them a lot, and I'm very involved with it. Keith Corey's another guy yeah. that watches a ton of this shit. Cole Fotis, I've educated him on some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the best thing about it is it's really taught me that in comedy you kind of have to have, like, a persona, like somebody that sells something, you know what I mean, for your act. It's not enough to just have really slick jokes because there's plenty of battle rappers both really hot lines and they're, like, memorable for their verbiage, but then it's just like who, some who, white who, guy who, in a shirt. Who are you? Like, yeah. who, what are you? What is this? Right, they have no character. And... To sell something, you don't even have to be the best, and you could have a character. You could be known as like the villain or like the fucking nerd. Or there's one guy. He's also really incredible from Watts. He's like an ex-crip, but then he also walks around in thongs. He got the fucking spawn mask tattooed on his face in daylight. Yeah, and he does. How does he order a sandwich? Like, <laughs> be like, yo, uh, daylight. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Antics, though, are really a genius study. Like, all his footage from 2013 and 14, his antics are a genius study in showmanship. That's why he will be remembered in that culture as a guy that took it further. So there's a lot of things to learn from that kind of a performance thing. And there's no beats either, which is different from when I grew up. Everybody rhymed over beats. This is almost like a spoken word battle. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen so, a couple. Of them I'd like to do an album again. You know, I write lyrics. I'm gonna put out some songs and just put them out. I want to do some like comic rap where I talk about this scene. You know, I might talk some shit. Yeah. I might fucking talk about the politics or whatever. It won't. You guys heard that hot sixteen that Petey dropped? But as long as it's good and I'll just have like ah, it's my energy or whatever, I think it'll be hot. So I, I appreciate that question and that's what I want to do with it. Nice. Do you find like any sort of like parables between it and everything? I mean, between battle rapping and comedy. Yeah. Like all the ones I've said. No, oh, I'm just. I mean, like, in terms of like performance art, uh, I think it helps you with recall, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, the persona bit, you have your showmanship and all of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh man. There's a lot of them. There's, cool. you watch some of them sometime when they're all on YouTube for free. Definitely something I'll check out. The old ones, anyway. The other ones, you gotta get pay-per-view. They really <laughs> sell that shit out. It's like a badass business. <laughs> hey. Any um, questions I for do, your I host? I do have a question uh, for our host. As you said before, we write together quite a bit. And your jokes lately, the new stuff that you're writing, I mean, you're always funny, but the new stuff that you're writing is out of control. Okay. And... Do you, I mean, 
don't know why the jokes that we're writing are, but is, do you think there's a particular reason why now you're at, you think a creative sort of peak? Yeah, man, all right. it's all downhill from here. It's <laughs> not going to get any better. Upswing, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. You know, I think I've truly stopped giving a fuck. And I know sometimes coming from me that sounds weird. Like, when did I ever? But on the other hand, it's true. I get self conscious. I think, like anybody that's up on that stage long enough, I have my times where I'm like, should I keep doing this? I don't know if this is going to get any fucking better. I'm always a fan of saying, like, great comics are made. I'm sorry, great comics are born, not made, you know? Mm. So with that, have I, you know, used my modicum of talent up? Or can I keep doing this and advance? So the only way I know how to do that is just to kind of bear it all. So I've tried to get more and more vulnerable. And it's scary. I mean, to sit there mm. and say, all right, I want to write a joke about some time where I almost hooked up with like a gender fluid person or something like that. Why would I want to admit some shit like that? Because there's also more embarrassing it's 2017 parts of that story <laughs> right. and if you're I not gay, you're in the closet. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, and, right. But I mean, right. you, you, you open up more and then holy fuck, a joke comes out of it and it just cracks. You know, and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm like, I gotta talk more about these thoughts. Because I do have a lot of fucked up thoughts all day about a lot of different subjects. Um, and I've just started kind of letting them spill, I think, mm-hmm. more so. And if they don't work, because this is the thing I've also learned doing this long enough, is that it doesn't really matter when you first, when you go out on stage now, once people kind of know who you are locally, mm-hmm. if a joke just wrote tanks and is offensive and shit like that because they kind of remember you so they're willing as comics and as sometimes audience not always to like let you learn to work the joke out mm-hmm. because Randolph's always a fan he's like my mentor is always a fan of saying like you know to somebody hey you don't like that joke you were offended well if you tell them you can't tell that joke you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You have to give them the opportunity to learn to work that joke out yeah. correctly, even if it might deal with something that's like an offensive premise. Because I have a lot of awful thoughts, and sometimes I don't really know how to like nuance. Or right you figure, or you do the sandwich. You know, what I mean, you, like you have a, you're gonna have a good set where you have something you know kind of works, work some stuff in that's kind of new, and be able to have an exit. If it's a show that you care about, where you're just like, all right, I want to be able to get, you can throw something in, you're like, write this idea, it's super offensive, everyone's like, what the fuck did he, you're like, all right, no, kill it, let's close it out, let's like finish, (laughs) but you have an idea of how it worked, but they don't really, you know, the audience isn't like, torn apart about it, I mean. True, mm. true. So yeah, I think, just lately, um, you know, I haven't been giving a fuck, and I'll tell you what was amazing, weird thing a little like last night when I was actually like making sure everyone was coming sending out the email and get everybody on time like 12 hours from now blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like thinking man like this thing's gotta get off the fucking ground what's going on and I actually took a step back when I like looked at some of the footage and saw like DC Draft House Comedy the Steel Reel the thing with PD Steel and yeah like, holy fuck like what are you worrying about you're here, man. Like, you fucking made something here. Well, you've seen this five years ago before you started comedy? Fuck no. Yeah, yeah. just being like that and being like, yeah, okay, we're like, yeah, we're Let's doing... Smell the roses. Things are doing... Things um, are going yeah. all right. You yeah. know? Sometimes it's nice to just stop and look at everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what my comedy manager husband tells me to do all the time. <laughs> No, not at all. I think that my best jokes only work the first time, and that's it. And then I'll have also jokes that never work ever, all the right. time. But some of my ones, I can't. I have real trouble. I'll just do it once, and it'll be like, oh, it like worked really well. And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. And that's like one out of like fifty. The rest are all like, didn't work. 
and I can't get anything out of it. Like, I don't work, right. I should work a lot harder on, like, there's a lot of things I give up on where I'm like, oh, that could be something. I'm like, fuck it. I want the easy money. I'm like, do this. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. I put uh, it over there in the bag. I'm that way too, man. And, you know, I think to a degree, Elena's point is that you kind of all have to have a little of that, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get fucking better or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you don't, you have that, like, uh, what? Yeah. That, Delusion. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you got, you're sitting there with Tom Myers. Like, oh, fuck yeah. You put out this disc now, you know, I, I, <laughs> constructive criticism, whatever. Uh-huh. I still kind of wish I had more Kanye confidence, though. Like, here's so much story. Nobody else like, does that. Mm, so, no, I guess not I from like Earth. It's not likable, but I feel like it's got to be a huge part of where he is, why well, he is illness. where he is. <laughs> I mean, that's I media. I could use some of the, that mental... But you also have to have... Like, and maybe you do, but like he also... It's weird. It's like a mental illness and the confidence, but also he's like incredibly talented. Oh, not to say is. that you're not, but then you see these people that are Kanye confident and aren't, and that is the yeah. ugliest thing yeah, that's to witness. Oh, if someone has confidence, Kanye doesn't have his ability, you're yeah. just like, oh. Yeah. Oh. I mean... Since his, since his upcoming, there's probably been so many people who have just ruined their lives with this like, I'm just going to... I'm just like God. I'm like Kanye's not even God, but it's like, all right, you're God. That's fine. But like, yeah. there's probably so many people that could have been pretty good, but they were just like pieces of shit, yeah. assholes. Yeah. But I, you're just saying like, just like really being able to own. I feel like yeah. the real that will come once you know you're on stage more, whatever you have a. Everyone starts to develop a little bit of a swagger where you're like, look at the audience, you're like, fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. That's like yeah. one of the biggest. But like, I like love you and please laugh at me, but like, go fuck yourself. But like, I like you're cool. Like, really fuck you, but. Yeah. but I, mean, I think the audience responds really well to that. Yeah, and but it has yeah. to be real. It can't be like, hey, yeah. fuck you guys. Like, yeah. you can't. Then they're like, yeah, it's yeah, weird. It can't be yeah, I like, like saying Ro- it. How Rory Scovel tells them to shut the fuck up all the time. Like, shut your fuck up. <laughs> and he gives him so much confidence, and it just makes him so much more likable. And you'll notice the first time that I've tried to do that when I bit off of him, and I'm just like, like fuck off or something, and no one laughs. I'm like, oh god, it's yeah. horrifying. <laughs> when you try to jump, you got to be like on it and on it. Yeah. Well, what spots you guys got coming up now? Because I think we're kind of drawn to the uh, bitter end. The yeah, oh, the bitter end. <laughs> It's been a fun yeah. time, man. Uh, I'm hosting a Cool Cow show in Lorton. Okay. I don't know where CoolCowComedy.com is producing it too. It's got some funny people on it. Uh, Rob Mayer is going to be there. Okay. I think Simbazo. That's tomorrow, Saturday. It'll probably air Monday. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's cool. I don't know. We host the Ragtime and Courthouse every Wednesday. It's this show. Pretty good one. Besides that, I don't really have many dates off the top of my head. Hmm. I've I've got the Facebook monologues my show here at the Draft House Comedy Theater. A lot of really funny people: Randolph Terrence, Chris Milner, who's on stage right now, Frankie French, uh, Catherine Jessup, so on and so forth. Church Night's gonna be there, and they're pretty like much a DC staple, so it's gonna be a really good time. Other than that, nothing worth merit. Nothing worth talking about. Good. Yeah. Um, not for a while, but I'm hosting Dangerfields in New York. Fuck yeah. And then just uh, help get together. I'm gonna host a show at. It's gonna start to be a Saturday show in the scene at Driftwood and on H Street. Oh, nice. Yes. There's nothing over there. I live four blocks away from there. Yes. I lived two blocks from there, and I was like, I'm gonna. On Let Saturday. Well, yeah, there's nice. a show here. So Saturday, 8 o'clock, August 12th, is going to be the first one. I'm going to host that. Fantastic. You guys should all. Heck yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no. And so uh, tomorrow we've Don't Block the Box, uh, starring Jessica Murphy Garrett and some other funny people. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's on the Facebook monologues next week. Excellent. Um, and then uh, I'm also, um, as a co-producer, we're going to have August 18th, Greg Stevens will be oh, the headliner. Yeah. Nice. He'll be in the house and uh, some other people. Um, additionally, um, you know, the Black Squirrel, me and Adrian Rodney put that together. She's on it. This coming the uh, 26th. Mm-hmm. And uh, some other special guests. So you should come there, 18th Street, uh, in the basement of the Black Squirrel. It is... Fun times. It's almost it's a good show. A year. Yeah, so yeah. We're doing our thing and we make money. You know, we make, <laughs> yeah, we're making money. Yeah, we're making money. Yo, we're making bro, money. He pays money. comics. Yeah. 
Yeah, I pay comics. That's what it's I fucking huge, do. Right. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Important. I refuse to uh, hand out, you know, fucking slinkies for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Votes of confidence and pats on the back and a slinky. Yeah, no. No more lights. Yeah, send that (laughs) down the stairs before you follow it out of the fucking building. That's right. That's right. So, I want to thank all of you guys for coming. Yeah, man. man. Fun times, man. Fun times. And I will be back, not this, but next Sunday with some other guests to be announced. Follow us on the Facebook page. They'll be okay. Peace. Cool. I have got to take a pit. How was that? It was good. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, if everything recorded. <laughs> Did you press record? <laughs> yeah, I think so. What does it say? It's going like an uh, hour, hour and four? four. That's yeah. perfect. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you actually did that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, the... Well, yeah, but... Oh, uh, oh, oh, him. Oh, oh yeah. no, I was saying... No, I was saying... Oh, me? Was, oh the telenovela. Saying, oh, yeah, because you have that joke. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's, that's 100% real. That was my career pre-show. And I was going to so glad you met him, and then you moved here. Damn, you must have all these areas. Where were you before? Uh, I was in between Mexico City and L.A. When we met, I was mostly in Mexico City because I was getting so much work. You're trying to get him to go back to L.A.? Yeah, what's he doing? Does he do real estate? He's in real estate. So well, I mean, he could go anywhere. Does he have his like his, his network? I mean, it's here. Mainly, he made a lot more money than I did. Yeah. So that was a factor. And well, then, like I said, I, was, I, I just meant like in terms of like, well, yeah, he's probably his network. Yeah, and all his shit is here. And just for the moment, like I wasn't getting any work. Like he would go to L.A., but I wasn't getting work in L.A. Like all my work was so, really in Mexico City, and I couldn't ask him to move there. And I knew. I bet you he, you know, I think he just seems like a dude. Who, uh, well, it would probably take a long time, but like not a long time, but like. He we talk about New York all the time. Yeah. Like, worded, like, I go to New York a lot to try and, like, get into that also. Yeah. Something I should do. I've never been to New York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You gotta. It's an down. adventure. No. It's an adventure. I have, I don't know. But, yeah, New York would be. Yeah, in New York, you can do, you know, a lot of stuff will, I mean, stuff barely even fits in LA. But for New York, you can do. So that's like, well, it's just so close, but I was thinking about, uh, yeah, well, New York, like, getting into just, I don't know, something, you know, anything like, commercials or something, I just don't know, like, well, I guess I have to look up. Commercials but, for comic, like, all the kids who did comedy at college with me, like, all the theater majors, they all got so much work in commercials, and one of them even started working, like, his comedy led to an AT&T thing, and then now he's on Saturday Night Live, like, all fine. Not have to go to my fucking shit office job and do fun stand up shows and make like and make like a hundred grand. I know it's asking a lot, but like that's that's not that crazy. Would you want like, would you want to be like touring comic? Is that like the big goal, like straight comedy, or would you want to oh, write touring. for television and do television? I don't know. I wouldn't mind writing for television. Um, touring, but only like for show. I don't want to necessarily just do like road stuff. I wouldn't mind being based in like New York, going on the road a few days a week, or three or four, yeah. and then doing some other cool spots, and like be like a Monday, like I'm not anything to do all day. Let's hang out. Let's go to some cool show. That's the fun thing about LA that I've noticed about TV. Because I write for TV. It's my day job. Is writing for production company in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And like in DC versus like LA and Mexico, like on a Wednesday, nobody in the afternoon, like everybody's at work. Yeah. Like in LA, you go to like a coffee shop at Wednesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, shit is <laughs> Like, you need a friend that will have like lunch with you, whatever. Like, all there's always somebody available. Yeah. Or like it's back here, but it's like people are working. Exactly. Well, it's because they're having like a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's not the same. Like, oh, fucking yeah. from here, man. I, I, I do fucking hate the city a lot. I love it. It's like my, my home. <laughs> right. Right. But I also hate because it's just like. I don't know. I think adulthood in it kind of sucks dick. There's fun, but you can make it. There's a cool, there's like behind the scenes, there's, it's like in New York, you have like hipper scenes, but there's also like the financial district, there's real shit going on. Here, it's like you got to find the art behind the consultant bullshit and the government. Yeah. 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 This thing still bugs He disagrees. I have no idea. I think it is. Oh.
this is a peak question at this point because yeah. if I fuck around, uh, with yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I know if it. I press stop, should we all walk out? Oh, hold on, five minutes apart. Yeah, right. <laughs>